0: Hello, people of Earth, and welcome back to Good Humans. I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys today. Um, I don't usually do this, but I'm actually introing this episode for two reasons. One, I forgot to say hello, people of Earth, at the beginning of this episode uh, when we started recording. So I wanted to say it now um, because I like including everyone in that greeting. Um, So instead of just saying hello, I like to say hello, people of Earth, um, because that's all of us. And I think we're all connected. Secondly, um the very first part of this episode, the f- roughly the first like 15 minutes or so, um the audio sounds a little funny and um we fixed it um as you will hear uh at one point in the episode. Um I was trying to record with two separate mics on one laptop and it wasn't working very well. So, uh we found a solution uh which was to record into two separate laptops with two separate mics. Um And so, yeah, you guys don't need all, you don't need all the technical details, but uh, there you go. So um, I'm really excited uh, for you guys to meet Evan. Um, He's a great guy. Good friend of mine. Um, Another Evan. This is a different Evan. Um, So I'm excited for you to meet him, um, to hear the conversation. And I think he's got a lot of helpful things to say. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. Get into this episode. Hello, and welcome back to Good Humans. My name is Josh, and this is a podcast about exploring better ways to be human. I can't figure out uh, if I want to do all of that together or say my name in the middle of it. I think I've gone back and forth every time I've recorded this podcast. But um, in any case, welcome back. I'm glad you guys are here. And joining me again, you haven't heard him yet on the podcast, but I've talked about him uh, once or twice, is a good friend, Evan Small. Thanks for having me again,
1: and I'm excited to do this one more time. I've thought a bit more about what we talked about the last time, and I'm looking forward to our discussion yet again.
0: Good. So we're just going to call the last on practice. (laughs) Exactly. And this one is the real one. Um, So, guys, if you've you've listened to the past few episodes, I think I've referenced it on every episode (laughs) since we recorded that episode. Um, Evan and I recorded an episode, and it just... I don't know what whether it was my software or just my computer or the devil, um, but it was probably Satan. Definitely uh, Satan, because we talked about religion in there, and so I think he he was in the he was in the room with us. I Think so. Um, whatever the case may be, we lost it. We lost it all, uh, and found out immediately after recording. Um, which I, I don't know if that's better or worse. That, like you were here when we found out Yeah, it, it sounded like the audio Was being fast forwarded the entire time Yeah uh, So, we lost it all And that was my favorite episode That I've we've recorded so far um, So we're not gonna like I don't think we're gonna try and replicate that episode Here no. um, we, we both I feel like we both uh, are Would you call yourself an introvert by nature? Yes, Okay. 100% um, I am too, and I think I fake it on the outside that I'm not so much um, but I, I definitely I also think those words get misused a lot people use them interchangeably with like outgoing and shy and that's not what they mean um, and so I would I would say I'm an introvert by nature as well in, in the sense that I sort of recharge my batteries by being alone and doing some introspective thinking um, and then being around people is great I, I love people but it's draining uh, to me so Um, that being said where I was going with that we're both introverted by nature and I think that we both probably do a lot of that sort of introspective thinking absolutely um, in our downtime probably too much uh, if you're like anything anything like me
1: Um, oftentimes you're going to sleep and then you start thinking even more about the things that you were already thinking about and it takes you deeper and deeper and then you find yourself awake at three in the morning, wondering what you're thinking about and why. Wondering
0: why do I even exist? (laughs) And those aren't questions you should be asking at three in the morning. (laughs) You should be sleeping, which man, I, I guess, I suppose we could just jump right into this. Let's do it. But I was just, I was just listening to a podcast. So I was listening to somebody talk about a book they read called capitalism desire and desire capitalism and desire um and i don't remember the author's name but he's a he's a modern day philosopher basically um and he his book is sort of a critique on capitalism and in his book what i've heard i haven't read this book yet although i intend to apparently in his book he talks a lot about how we in western culture we commoditize everything so obviously like you know, goods, possessions, like that's all commoditized. But like he he was talking about how we even go beyond that. And it's true. Like we commoditize, we commoditize time off. We commoditize uh, our free time in general. We commoditize hobbies. We we even commoditize things like sleeping and mel- mental wellness. Um, because it's all for a end goal, right? It's not like, like when you, you know, when people take vacations, it's so they can like, Recover and like recharge and then come back and be better whatever it is they do for a living, right? And so he talks about like if Like if we really you know, like if if we think that there are problems with capitalism, which I I certainly do um, and If we really want to sort of like buck the system quote-unquote We need to get out of the mindset of like If I do this, then this, or like I'm doing this so that this, um, and so speaking of sleeping, like though you shouldn't be asking those questions at three in the morning, you absolutely should. If they come up, you should be thinking about those questions, but we like, I'm, I just did it. Like we're, we all get into this mindset of like, no, I have to sleep so that I can be fresh at work tomorrow. Yeah. Um, which is capitalism at play. Yeah is that crazy? Dude, mind fuck. And uh, so apparently there's a lot of that in this book. Um, And the guys I was listening to talk about it just sort of like gave a recap of what's in the book. And then one of the guys is a philosopher. So he like he knows all this stuff sort of like he studies all this stuff. So, um, you know, he provides like color commentary on his end. Um, But it's it's I've been thinking a lot about it. I've been thinking a lot about that. I, like, How do you even sleep now? Like, Well, I know. Because like, I'm like, I, I definitely have problems with the capitalistic culture, um, which is, I mean, that's pretty much been our country from the start. Um, capitalism has pretty much been the driving factor. 100%. And um, look, don't, everybody that's listening, don't shoot me if you think that sounds unpatriotic. Like I, I love this country. I love living here. It, we definitely have our problems, but if... If you think capitalism wasn't a major factor <laughs> in the Revolutionary War, then, um, and even beyond like pre pre that. Uh, we're all going through
1: an evolution. Like, capitalism is very, uh, it's cutthroat. There's no doubt about it. But somebody asked the question, how can you put the free in freedom when everything has a cost? Oh my and gosh. That, that was a, I don't know, again, oh, it made my that. wheels turn in the head quite a bit and
0: uh, oh my gosh, I honored I that, that quite a bit, but yeah, it's, well, and it's not capitalism. Like, when you start thinking about it like that, you're not, we're not free. Like we're no. in the legal sense, I guess, like in like our bill of rights, you know, we have freedom yeah. to do certain things, but none of us are actually free. Like true freedom means that I wouldn't think about needing to sleep so that I could be a better worker in the morning yeah. so that the whole like giant cog can turn so that the rest of the economy could function like, you know, at, at some level like we're all just we're like hamsters in a wheel We're and, like, playing a part in the system. I feel like we sound like we're high right now And neither one of us have had no. any of that. <laughs> um, we are drinking some good whiskey though yeah, delicious. Um, But yeah, man, I don't know like I so the other thing that occurred to me is um, like I, I stopped I told you I stopped off and saw some friends on the way home uh, today and my wife is actually still with them um, but uh, like the reason the reason they were all meeting up is one of them uh, used to work for Under Armour, and uh, she just recently quit, so her discount cuts off like Tuesday or something like that. So they were like, "Oh, let's all meet up at the outlet uh, at the Under Armour outlet and like abuse your uh, your discount, like you know, before it goes Buy away. Everything you can, which is that's a great idea. Like more power to yeah. you. But I've I've actually felt this a few times. Previous to today, like for some reason it was more intense today And I think it's just because of all the other stuff I've been thinking about but um, I've, I, I'm I, starting to feel gross like when I go shop for things Like clothing, especially I don't know what makes it different about clothing, but I like I feel like um, And I still buy clothes so it's not like I, there hasn't yeah. been a, like a monumental change in my mindset or lifestyle but start walking there's, you there. know, there's like inklings of it though. Like, um, cause like, I just, I, I sort of stopped sometimes like today I stopped and was looking around and there's like just the store's full of people and they're all people that don't need one more under armor shirt or pair of shorts. And it's full of people like crowding around racks of clothing, like leafing through all these different options that they have. Of like, do I like this shirt better than this shirt? Yeah. Or does this pattern look better? Or I don't really like this color, so I like this other thing over here. For my eyes. Right. I'm not gonna go with that. And so we're all like just shuffling through all of these clothes that none of us need in the first place. Yeah. And then we got to find our size. And then if it, if we if they don't have our size, we're like, oh man. And then we got to like find a different style or a different color. And. Like I have moments like this from time to time whether it's clothing or whatever I'm shopping for where I just sort of look around and I see all these people crowding around all these racks. Some people are like crowding each other and it's just this like bustle of like just pure consumerism and I feel gross. Like I felt gross
1: today. Do you... Yeah, I'm completely with you, and I've gone through that many times. And Black Friday, I had actually a friend of my roommate in college who, every year, they would go shopping on Black Friday. They would camp out, get a tent, they'd have their, like, materials for cooking and everything, too, and they'd be up for, like, 24 hours, but... I would watch the videos the next day not of them specifically but just people on Black Friday and you'd watch them like it's like people die on Black Friday like that's a a common thing like oh yeah we lost three people (laughs) like yeah like every year there's people just dying because they got trampled because they wanted to get like the next Transformer set or Under Armour clothing Yep.
0: like holy shit yeah it's gross I so um, I actually when I Was keeping up with my blog. I actually wrote a blog post about that. I'm like I I fucking hate black Friday. Yeah I I think it needs to go away. No offense to anybody that shops on black Friday You do get crazy deals and I know you're trying to do the best you can for your family or loved ones or whoever so I like I don't blame like well, I don't Have a personal like problem with people that go out and shop on black Friday just purely for, for that. I don't have a problem. There's with different mindsets that. though, right? Like you've yeah.
1: got the people that are looking for discounts I want to save and then the people that are just feeding into consumerism,
0: right? Like, right. And there's, there's and then there's different, different levels of intensity too. Like if you're exactly. willing to yeah. trample somebody to death to get bad your kid, <laughs> bad human, not a good one. Um, to get your kid, like whatever the next toy, like console or whatever it is, like that, that's what, what's happening? What are we doing? You've is it really say, like, like? Is it really worth saving the extra like fifty bucks or whatever? Like that person's life is worth fifty dollars? killed a man <laughs> <laughs> with a trident. Um, I don't know, man. I so like that. That's not even close to what I was like planning on talking about today. Um, it just was all like sort of spinning around in my head and yeah. Uh, so I, I think it was like talking about the commoditization of sure. sleep and free time and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's all good. So there's a lot of stuff out there to think about and talk about. And there's a lot of things to philosophize about and worry about. And yeah, it's hard to keep your head straight with everything that's going around. Like
1: there's a lot of good and bad, like, but it's tough to keep your compass pointing in the right direction and continuing to either ignore whatever the bad is or, you know, on the same note too, like it's important to pay attention to it so that you can understand it better, but continue to be the best that you can be. But dude, it's hard. It's life. Like when you see stuff like that and that, so last time we talked, that was one of the things that we talked about. Like once you see certain things, you can't unsee them right. and you've already gained an understanding that you can no longer not understand. Like I, as a kid, you, you just don't pay attention to it. You just go with the flow. You're like living in the moment. You're, you're just not paying attention necessarily. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like, you just don't, you don't really care. Like you're just you're you're living your life And you're being
0: happy Okay, we're back um, That may have sounded A little unnatural to you uh, It was unnatural because I'm moving my chair too So there's all kinds of noise right now um, We had the same So the same, Satan's with us again uh, Apparently Evan Because uh, we had the same thing happen that happened last time uh, That we recorded And all the audio was just super fucked up um, luckily I know what to look for now And so um, It shouldn't be an issue So now we're recording on You're all good Now we're recording on two separate Laptops um, Separately Like it's, Can I say separate any more times um, So now we should be good My audio is on one device Yours is on the other Should be fine Operative word being should be. Um, So cheers. So where we were was um, you were saying we were talking about like what what happens when you sort of like dig into some of this stuff and you like you start actually thinking about some of these things. And like as a kid, you just sort of accept things as they are, which is in itself like that's that's sort of a beautiful way to live. Um, But it's definitely not uh, always a productive way to live. But then, you know, once you sort of peek behind the curtain, um, there, you can't, there's no going back from there.
1: No. I mean, it's, you know, we, we can bring up some of the things that we said about, we definitely can't repeat everything. We just don't, how can you? But one of the things that we mentioned is like a quote that somebody was like, you need to spend more time with people below the age of five and people over the age of, we'll just say oh, 85 yeah. people I that are... This closer to like their birth, like being just recently born and people that are as close as they can be to death because they have a different shape or a a different view of the world. Like kids have a view of like, it's completely unbiased. It's completely, uh, unshaped, if you will. Like they just, they look at it completely untainted. Yeah. It's completely open. Whereas people that are old, they're, they're closer to death and they just, they, they're wise. Like they, they look back and they can understand differently uh, or perhaps like I, I just see things in a different way where I, I know that, um, gosh, I'm trying to find words. They have the ability to, to see what they did right, what they did wrong, and move forward uh, with that in mind and can give you that advice and pass it on to whoever the next generation is, but they're not filtered to yeah. a certain extent.
0: Yeah, when and when you get to a certain age, you um, you know you've sort of earned the right to be a little unfiltered and to give un, unsolicited advice. <laughs> um, to an ex- I will say to an extent, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it, like it's it's hard to. I don't know. And again, not to sound like a bleeding heart, but it's hard. You know, like I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I've, I've been reading more lately <clears throat> and it's hard to unhear, like when you hear about the conditions that some of the people that produce your clothes live in, oh, man, it's hard to unhear that. Um, and then I, you know, I think that plays into like when I'm at the store and I'm like buying this stuff and I'm like, you know, like I'm being so picky about the color I'm getting or like You know, like even just browsing, like I'm not even going to buy anything. And I'm like, people live in squalor earning like, this is not an exaggeration, like a dollar or two a week um, to produce the clothes that I buy for, you know, 50 bucks a pop. And, you know, like, and I, and I buy this stuff and I like, I keep it for a year or two. Like we literally consume clothing as a culture and um so i have just purchased an item that somebody quite literally put their blood sweat and tears into and i'm i'm it's a two year uh item for me at the most you know two or three years and then i'm on to the next and so like it's hard to not think about the fact that i am perpetuating their misery by just keeping that whole sort of momentum going yeah. of they have to produce more clothes because I'm going to buy more clothes and I'm going to buy more clothes because they're producing more clothes. And so it's this vicious, vicious circle of, um, just, I don't know. I don't know how to it's like consumerism, yeah, whatever it's you want to call it. And <laughs> I've heard too, that
1: the manufacturers, the producers of those, clothings. Like if, for instance, let's, you know, I'm at Goodwill today and I'm buying a shirt and it's made in Bangladesh. And I've heard things that have been made over there that, you know, to, to what you were saying earlier, like they've put their blood, sweat and tears into that clothing. And I, I was thinking about it, like those manufacturers, like if those people were to stand up and say, no, like we demand $2 a week rather than $1 a week they'll straight up just move their factory somewhere else where they know they'll get mm-hmm.
0: away with whatever it is that they're doing at that time where people are clamoring for a dollar. Yeah. You know, like okay, Bangladesh a- is no
1: longer the place we're going to go over to wherever right. that happens to be.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so sad, but it's true. It'll just all. And again, like some of the stuff I've read and some of the podcasts I've listened to, like there, there are, um, there are steps being taken and there is progress being made. So it's just not, it's not all doom and gloom and despair always all the time. Um, there is progress being made, but like we need to understand it's progress being made as in like, you know, the, the women's, uh, liberation movement and like suffrage and all that stuff was like, there was incremental progress made over the course of of years. Yeah. And like women, women being literally just arrested because they had signs on the street. Yeah, And didn't have any men present Like that's a literal thing that happened In front of the White House in our country In like the 30s Dude the civil rights movement was like what 40 that was, years ago? The, like, yeah that was in the 60s 50 years ago? Like... And, and like The 70s and yeah like Again people being told that They have to use separate bathrooms And water fountains and sit in the back of the bus And Holy you shit. know their kids can't go to School with white kids And like all this stuff like yeah, that was in our very recent history not long ago. Um, in, in the very recent history of our very young country. Um, and so progress is being made, but it's incremental, uh, and we're certainly not done. Um, but as I was just talking to my other friend Evan um, on the last episode, uh, things are much better today than they were, than they used to be for the LGBTQ community. And they're still not the best. Um, we're, we're not, we're not even close to done, but it's better. Um, and so it's, you know, and Evan, Evan, I was so happy to have him on the podcast, but Evan, you know, spoke to this, I think better than I can, but you know, like it's a, it's sort of a thing of like being grateful for the progress that we've made and still sort of doggedly pursuing the progress that we need to make.
1: There's room for improvement.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, So, you know, like maybe, uh, you know, maybe my feeling guilty about shopping for clothes (laughs) is the first step in the incremental progress (laughs) that I need to make um, before I start making better choices about what I'm consuming and how I'm consuming it.
1: Maybe. I mean, I, Gosh, you know, there's so many things that tie into it, too. Like my buddy, I'll, I'll give him the name Fred, even though that's not his name. But like my buddy Fred was raised in a very religious family and he had come out to us. It's funny, just the generational gap and what your family's like, your your father, your mother, like what they may have gone through and how they perceive the world is, is so vastly different than you know, one generation after them, how they perceive the world. And, and what's that going to look like two generations from us? Like our kids, kids, what are they going to be looking at? Like, how do you, how do you handle that? But he was raised super religious. And I remember him calling my buddy John and he was like, Hey man, I have some really big news for you. And John's like, yeah, man, like what, what's going on? And he's like, I'm gay. And he's like, Oh, like, was that your big news? <laughs> John's parents would have been like, Oh my God. Fred is gay like that's terrible and I was asleep at the time and John wakes me up he goes Evan like Fred has some big news for you and uh I'm like okay what is it like I just woke up and he's like Fred Fred is gay and I'm like okay like so what like it doesn't really matter like you know that that's how I looked at it like I was just like it's not a big deal but like that's many of the people within our generation and you know, one generation removed like, uh, you know, our parents and they look at it in a vastly different view and they're like, Oh my gosh, like it's a big deal. And I don't know, it's just crazy. So what are our kids and our kids' kids going to look at it like?
0: And that's, again, that's our, that's sort of our luxury. Um, as, uh, as we were talking about in the, in the interim, um, of us not recording because <laughs> uh, I had to switch our setup a little bit. Um, that's our luxury, like to say, "Oh, is that it?" Like as straight white males, um, it's a big factor. Yeah. Who like again? Like, I, and I said this to Evan on on last week's episode too. But like, I, you know, we're squarely in the demographic that like pretty much has very little to worry about as far as our place in society and how people are going to treat us and the opportunities afforded to us and things like that. We've been very lucky. Um, which is sad. It's sad. It's sad to say anybody's lucky because of the color of their skin or their gender or the combination of those. But that, that is the culture we live in. Um, it needs to change, but that is the culture we live in. And Mm, so, you know, it's our luxury to say, Oh, is that all you're gay? Like, great. So Um, and, uh, a, like I even remember, like when uh, one of my friends came out to me years ago, so I I remember having the same thought and thinking like I, I kind of figured like, yeah. I appreciate you telling me, but like I, I sort of figured and like good for you, whatever you know. Yeah. Um, but for him again, and like growing up in a religious home, it's that much bigger of a deal. But like you know, for for on his side, it's that is it is a big deal. It is um, yeah you know, to like to really uh, like to live authentically and to live fully and not, you know, sort of hide behind any sort of facade or like keep any part of him secret. I think that's great. Um, so yeah, it's, it's sort of our luxury to like, be like, well, yeah, that's cool. I like, i you know, I'm happy for you. Yeah, like I love you right. anyways, like you're you know? a friend of mine and that doesn't change. Yeah. Um, and it, it's sad that it is a big deal. Um, still like in our culture, but, um, Yeah, hopefully we can change that too. That'll change. Yeah. Um, Man, we've talked about so much good stuff already. And I haven't even touched, I haven't even touched the thing that I told you I had an epiphany before we started (laughs) recording this podcast. (laughs) And we haven't even dug into that. So I want to tell you what that is. And then I want to get your take on this. Okay. um, Because this this has to do with some of the stuff we talked about last time you were here. And uh, so we were talking about I don't even remember how we got into this, if I'm honest, but we were talking about coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. We were talking about splitting, which is a coping mechanism. We talked about religion a little bit. um, And I don't remember how we got into coping mechanisms uh, in and of themselves. We were all over the place and it was awesome. Um, So like with all of the reading and like podcast listening, I've been doing, um, I've sort of been like taking all of these ideas that I'm being exposed to and I think this is what you're supposed to do. At least this is what I'm doing. I've been taking all of them and like sort of like I'm like an alchemist of ideas and sort of like mixing them all together and seeing how they play together and if they make sense together, if they have anything to do with each other. And so like I'll sort of I'll, I'll take one idea and say like, does that have anything to do with this? And if so, like how do they affect each other? Are they opposites? You know, who knows? Um, so I, I I've been thinking a lot about splitting as a coping mechanism in particular and then uh i've been thinking a lot about religion um because the, it's one of my obsessions um sure. and uh i've been reading this book called god is not great and it's amazing um I, i'm very late to the game i think it was published in like 2007 <laughs> but it's great it's so good um, I've, I've been it's a library book so I can't like mark it up or like highlight it I will own this book at some point but I've been ta- literally taking pictures with my cell phone mm-hmm. of pages of this book because I just need to remember some of the stuff it's just oh, it's some so of it's good. so important and pivotal in yes. your life that you need to remember it at that moment uh, I, yes I like I was reading this book the other day and I had this thought based on what this guy wrote Christopher Hitchens is the author and so I took a picture of the page, but then I also had to, like, make a note in my phone of what I was thinking related to what he wrote so that I wouldn't forget it. Because yeah. so I need to go back and, like, think about that more. Um, it's, it's been incredible. Anyway, so I've been thinking about all this stuff. And so I was thinking about religion and I was thinking about splitting and I was thinking about coping mechanisms. And then I heard this other thing the other day, like the thing that sort of brought it all together, is the idea of a shibboleth. Which, um, I, I, your face got really puzzled yeah, when I said sure that. So that I'm means. gonna explain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna explain what that is. So a shibboleth is is basically a religious test, um, and be, even beyond that, if you want to look at it in like much more broad terms, it's a like it is a way to split people into one group or the other. Wow. Um, okay. and, and it's basically like a, it's the like litmus test for that.
1: specifically pertaining to religion.
0: Uh, it's like originally that's where the word came from okay. Um, okay. I, I think I heard it once so I think yeah. it it originates like in like very early Jewish Jewish culture okay the word um, but I could be wrong about that but it, it's a very old word um, and it's a very old sort of concept so the way it works is um, and it's crazy that like sort of everything I've been listening to and reading is is sort of lining up like this because it all it's crazy, um, but I was I was reading this book. God is not great, and he was taught, like he he mentioned the fact that like um, certain religions and certain uh, practices can't eat pork, for instance, mm-hmm. um, and that's a very ancient uh, practice. Um, and uh, you know, and the, and the fact that Jews um, you know, need things to be kosher um, and the, like you know different diet- dietary restrictions, but he hit on pork specifically. Uh, so he mentioned it in one chapter and then the very next chapter is all about that. And I was like, when I read the chapter title, it was something about pork and I don't remember what it was, what the chapter title was, but I was like, really, he's going to spend a whole chapter on this. (laughs) And then that's been my favorite chapter of the book so far. Um, and it was shorter than the other chapters, but he really dug into like specifically pork, like why, and it's incredibly interesting. I'm not going to try and like boil it all down here. like definitely read the book. I, I cannot recommend that book enough, but he mentioned that the reason, um, so pork is forbidden in some religious practices. Mm -hmm. So he mentioned the, and so if you travel to Europe, especially in countries like Italy or Spain, um, and other countries sort of around that region, that like the Southern sort of area in Europe, um, cold cuts and like charcuterie boards and things like that are very common as like, if somebody's in your home, you'll offer that, um, at restaurants. It's, you know, like it's an appetizer. Like it's very common food for a lot of people to eat. And the way that came about was that, um, I have, I feel so rude because I have a guest on and I'm talking so much. Um, I really want your take on this. I'm just trying to get to it. Don't worry about it. Um, so the way that came about is originally it was like, do you eat pork or do you not eat pork was like what they were getting at. So like when somebody would come into your home, you'd offer them this like charcuterie board. Okay. Which like, you know, if, if you were a person that doesn't eat pork, you'd be like, Oh no, thanks. And then that would be like, Oh, you're that. So So they have
1: a separate charcuterie board. No,
0: then like you just wouldn't, get charcuterie or whatever you know what i mean like it it was it wasn't about like please eat something it was about are you like me understanding your beliefs or are you the other thing okay right so the idea is like that is a shibboleth like the splitting basically basically it's a it's a way to see like are you like me or are you that other thing are you this or that um and, and so in some cultures, it's uh, a question that people would ask, um, Peter Rollins, who is a philosopher that I, I, uh, was listening to, um, about some of this is from Dublin, Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, and in Ireland, they Northern and Southern Ireland are, are very much split, uh, between, uh, Catholic and Protestant beliefs. And it's been the cause of, of conflict, violent conflict, um, for years. Some of it's still going on, um, And so there he talked about how, like if you were walking down the street and somebody approached you, they would ask you a question. And it wasn't just like, are you Catholic, are you Protestant? It was a question that would reveal how you thought about the world and like what your perspective Hmm. was and like what your, like it was a question that would reveal your belief system basically. And based on how you answered that question, they would know, oh, you're either like me or you're not like me. You are one of these things. Yeah. Um, And so that's a shibboleth. And so. I was, I was thinking about all this and then, um, I, I was thinking about this and then crazy enough, something came up, uh, at church today. Um, my, my one Sunday, uh, like every so often to like go to the, my church in Indiana and, and, uh, be there and like play music and stuff like that. Um, and they're great people. I like I've said before, I don't have much use for organized religion. and I, I really don't. Um, the pastor there is a great man. He's helped me a lot. Um, and there's great people there. Um, and I'm, I'm very much connected to all of those people. And that's, that's really why I go back there now. Um, and so I was thinking about all of this in relation to church membership, right? Okay. And I promise I'm getting to the point here, but, um, church membership, like most churches will say in order to be a member here, which membership to a church is, is sort of a weird concept, uh, to me anyway. But if you want to be a member here, they say like you, like these things have to be true about you. Like, excuse me in a, in a Pro, Protestant church, depending on denomination, it could be like you have to be baptized. Um, some churches would call it being saved quote unquote. Um, you know, in the Catholic church, there's like, there's a few different rites you go through, mm-hmm. um, before you're a, a full member. Um, You know, like baptism and communion and and things like that. Um, And then once you've done those things, like once those things are true about you, then you're a member. Um, And that's a shibboleth, if you think about it. Oh, shit. In a Protestant church, if you are, like, usually what they'll say is if you are, quote unquote, saved and baptized, you are eligible for being a member to the church. And that is a shibboleth. That is a, are you us or are you not us? Are you everything else?
1: That permeates throughout all religions.
0: Everything, every religion. Wow. Um, for the most part, I've heard of some like more progressive, uh, like non-denominational churches that sure. just don't have church membership. But yeah. even at that, they still have like if you want to be like yeah. a core member, like not member, but like if you want to be a core part and like you if know you like, like work with us, yeah. then there's still these things you got to do. It's it, every religion. It's crazy, well, dude. That's like at the human level, though, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Mm-hmm. so yeah if you want to think about it in broader terms we all have shibboleths that we practice every day like yeah. like um, again somebody from Europe uh, like especially again okay so like taking Ireland for example Ireland is, is, is much different in some of their language than we are so you know if somebody says in Ireland if somebody says hey how are you today they're going to understand that you're actually genuinely asking about their day and how it's going, and like you really want them to tell you how they're doing. Yeah. If somebody asks you that here, and you go into this giant story about like, here's how my day's going, they're gonna be like, you, "Are you insane?" I, like, it's just like, a greeting. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> but you know, so that's that's how our cultures differ. But like, that, that's a form of shibboleth. Like, is it like, it's like, do you understand, yeah, like my culture and where I'm coming from, or do you not understand my culture and where I'm coming from? Isn't that tied into politics to a certain way? Dude, politics is it's absolutely, it's exactly Absolutely. Like politics, it's, what did you it's, you yeah, I'm Democrat. I'm
1: yeah. Or Republican. like, ah, what do you think about this issue? Yeah.
0: You know, like, and then it's like, oh, you're not one of us. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. So all of this, right? So you've got like, you've got uh shibboleths and you've got religion and you've got splitting and you've got coping okay. mechanisms. And so if splitting is present, that, that is a coping mechanism. So, and if a coping mechanism is present, that means there is suffering causing the coping mechanism. Coping mechanisms are designed to preserve our brains, our minds, our psyche from taking in, like, fatal amounts of, of, like, damage and trauma Mm -hmm. to keep us sane. Like, they're they're there in place for a reason. Um, It's part of our physiology, and, like, we can't necessarily control when they happen. We can recognize them and, like, act accordingly, but... It's, it, they're there for a reason. So, splitting is a coping mechanism. Coping mechanisms are in place when there is suffering. Okay? So, if, if there is splitting, then we know that it's a coping mechanism. If there's a coping mechanism happening, we know that it's happening because of suffering. That's when those happen. So, to bring this full Shit. circle, shibboleths are a form of coping mechanism, or a form of splitting, which is a coping mechanism. Yes. So, you've got religions that practice shibboleths on the daily. That's most of of what happens Mm -hmm. in religion, which is a coping mechanism. So, religion is the avenue through which most of our country is practicing splitting, which reveals that, so this is my epiphany. Whoa. The fact that people cling so tightly to religion And one religion specifically, like whatever it is, like for each person, like, especially if you're like, I'm, this is me. Yeah. Like what it reveals is that there is, there's some pretty serious suffering and trauma happening. And so that's the avenue through which you are sort of protecting yourself and like practicing the coping mechanism that you have sort of latched onto, which at its very core is splitting. We'd call it other things, right, dude? So this but it's is evidence this of trauma.
1: Separation in itself, which, gosh, I mean, we we hit upon a lot of it. Like your politics, your religion, everything separates us as human beings. Yeah, which so, is all coping mechanisms. Which so my is epiphany
0: like, is that the fact shit. that religion is so permeating throughout our culture and throughout history since the in, since man's beginning. Adam and Eve. We have had religion, which means that man has experienced trauma from the very beginning and that has been a way for them to cope with it. But like, dude, now, especially. Yeah. So that's my epiphany. I just like, I want to, I want want to know what you think about this, but that's like, that's where all of this sort of led
1: me. So uh, yes. uh, Like a lot of religions talk about suffering as a whole. Like some of the old, old religions like Buddhism, like they try and, if I I'm not a Buddhist, so I could be uh, getting this wrong, but they try and push you towards suffering to better understand it. It's not a matter of like it's oh, right. just a nature of the human condition is suffering since man's beginning, as you just said. We've been suffering, mm-hmm. or man and female, whatever you want to call. It. Like we've we've been suffering from the start. Like it's just been the nature of the human condition. Holy shit, dude! Like it makes sense as to why everything is the way that it is, as we see it, like there is a splitting, a separation of man and the woman, male, female. Uh, I'm gosh, we could even take it back to like your, uh, sexual orientation. I'm straight or I am gay, or I am even something else beyond that. Or like it just goes so far beyond just religion. Like it's literally everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know, I like so listeners. You may have heard like bumping or something like that. I think it's because both of us are like waving our arms, like talking about this. <laughs> it's just it's, it's, it's um, man. As soon as so I like I, I'm not saying that I have this all figured out. and I'm not even saying no, that that no, makes a hundred percent sense or that a philosopher would hear me say that and be like, "Yeah, you're on the right track." <laughs> it makes sense to me though, at least in yeah. the moment. Um, and so just when that all sort of occurred to me, I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, uh, you know, because like I think we even said it the last time we recorded, religion is is sort of its own coping coping mechanism. It is, um, but really what it is is it's just a form of splitting, um, and and a few other things. Like there's there's a few different coping mechanisms that you could tie into religion, um, such as sublimation and and others. But um, for sure, the shibboleth side of it, the uh, in group out group, we you type of stuff that is splitting um and any like any psychotherapist would tell you i think that when a coping (laughs) mechanism is present it it indicates trauma to some extent um and so like you may have heard something along the lines of like the louder somebody somebody shouts the less sure of themselves they are or something Mm -hmm. like that you know like we've all heard heard that yeah um which ties into that as well you know like i I feel like the more tightly you cling to god and guns or like whatever it is you know like that's well, the lot of stuff in the
1: room is like is the it's not i don't think where the majority of people um sit in like in the sense of like most people i think sit somewhere in the middle if you will like it's not like the separation like I'm neither left nor right. Like, I'm just somewhere in the middle. Like, I I see the good and bad in both sides. But, like, I'm not the loudest person in the room, though, either. Like, it's like what you just said. Those who are shouting are the ones that are just, like... Like, I have to believe in this. Otherwise, yeah. my identity is no longer existent.
0: Right. Well, and the, yeah, like people tie their identity. I was talking to Evan, the other Evan last week. <laughs> and um, we talked about how, how we like we're placing entirely too much identity in sexual orientation um, and sexuality in general. And it, like, why does that need to be who you are? Like, it's a part of who you are. Sure. And it, it maybe an important part but it's not it's not all of who anyone is. Mm-mm. And we like we're placing we're placing entirely too much identity and just we're so obsessed with it. Um yeah. but the same goes with anybody that ties their identity to religion or politics or their job or or whatever it is. Your identity is never going to found to be found completely in any of those things. It may be a makeup of those things, but really if you really think about it, it's your identity is none of those things. It's it's way deeper than that
1: and don't we have to so this goes back to what we said last time too like it's perspective if you hold yourself so tightly to an idea which ties into your identity you don't really know who you are in a sense because as soon as something comes along that shakes your foundation of your identity if you will then you you don't know what to do with yourself you right. start panicking you're you're not sure who you are at that point and you can barely hold it together but you need to be um, mobile. You need to be able to, you know, shift along the way and be able to understand other people's perspectives because it's going to shape who you are at the same time. Or that's how it sh- I believe that's how it should be. Is you need to be open to the idea of other ideas, uh, just yeah. in the general sense.
0: Well, I mean, look, if if you're going to function in the real world, that's how it needs to be. I would hope now. So. If you, like, if, you, if you grew up extremely sheltered, as I did, um, in sort of a cult uh, setting, not sort of a cult, a cult setting, hey, cool. um, then you, like, that sort of thinking would be forbidden. And it's, well, no, your identity is in this. This is who you are. And you, you don't ever have to look outside of this. And, so, and you also never have to like waver from any of these ideas or figure out how they actually work in the real world because you don't have to worry about the real world. You're just, this is your world. Yeah. However, once you get outside of that, and you want to focus on like who you are in in the actual real world, and you if if you want to try and figure out how your beliefs and you know convictions or whatever function in that, then just for pure survival, those are going to change. You're going to find out that not everything is always black and white, and actually, nothing is black yeah. and white. Yeah. And it's just varying shades of gray, probably more than 50. Most likely. And, um, <laughs> you know, then it, it's just, it's not going to, you know, being so hard-lined about anything really doesn't, it's not productive for very long for anybody. Um, so, yeah, it, it does sort of all come back to, I think, perspective. Damn. Which, dude, it's crazy that it comes back to perspective again, because that's exactly what we talked yeah. about last time you were here. Um, but, yeah, man, so that was just, that's, that's the uh, that's the big like kaboom moment that like all this stuff has led me to just recently um, and it's a journey thinking, man because like, like I've you know used, again we touched on it last week that like religion is sort of its own coping mechanism and I just never took it the next step which is oh if if coping mechanisms are pregnant okay <laughs> that whole sentence made no sense excuse me if coping mechanisms are present not pregnant not pregnant um then th- there's suffering happening there's suffering underneath that <sighs> which is crazy um so yeah I man I I had something else I was going to ask you too and I I can't remember what it is now we got
1: that's we went that down was a good power. rabbit trail but we got yeah, holy shit path.
0: um Oh, 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 well, here's what I meant to do at the beginning, Evan, okay. and we just really got into it. Um, I meant to, like, introduce you hey, I'm uh, Evan. as, like, I, I know we said your name, but, um, and I don't even think we did this last time either, because we got into it. I'm Evan, I'm a straight like male, time. and I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a straight Protestant, Protestant male, and, um, no, so, like, uh, so we work together, um, we've, we've known each other for, I mean, I, since I've been at the company, so, like, just over a year yeah. or so, um, I didn't really like gotten closer and like actually started talking within like the last mm-hmm. eight months or so, maybe yeah. six months. Um, and so that's been cool. Um, like finding out that like we, we share some of the same interests. Um, Absolutely. we obviously think sort of the same, completely different um, people. We're
1: com- having our shibboleths right now. Right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm trying to categorize Evan into my <laughs> group and Evan is resisting. So apparently, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm coping
1: right now with yeah. everything that's happening.
0: So, um, so it's, it's just, it's been cool. And I like, I, I go home sometimes and I'll tell Cecilia, like, uh, you know, like, oh, Evan and I had like a really good conversation today. Um, and it's crazy, like how alike we are. Um, and she's heard me say that about a few people at, you know, Adam, uh, also at work and, yeah, man. um, a few others. And, uh, she's like, man, you say that a lot. And I'm like, okay, one of two things is happening here. One, I just can find commonality with most people, which I think is probably true. But not a bad thing. So that may be what's happening. I just may just be looking for commonality sure. with people. Maybe I mean, I I think what's happening is, um, call it manifest destiny or or whatever. But I I've been like really longing for a long time to like be able to have these conversations with people um, because I'm very interested in this stuff and I just haven't really had the the people in my life to have these conversations yeah. with. Um, so maybe. You know, subconsciously, some part of me like sought out a place where people like this would be Potentially. or were likely to be. Um, and so now like now I'm, I'm coming across people like you and Adam and others yeah. at work. Like there's a ton of people at work that I've had really good conversations with rich at work um, and other people. But um, so yeah, like it's, it's been good to have those conversations. I, I mean, so I do
1: think it ties into some of the stuff that we talked about before that. And in the, the last podcast as well, it's like, once you start looking at the world in a slightly different way, I think that the world, gosh, this is super hippie, super woo-woo right now, (laughs) but the universe provides little, like, uh, gosh, how do you put it? It gives you little helping hands along the way. Like, there's coincidences, if you will. Like, I I don't really call them coincidences anymore. That's just the best term for it at this point. Like, You just, you encounter certain people at the right time or you encounter, you have certain experiences at the right time because it's just, you're starting to open up to that. And it's like, gosh, the universe man, like we definitely sound like we smoked weed. I know. So it's like the universe man like starts providing you those experiences or those people to allow you to start to experience further moments that
0: are opening your eyes to new things. Do you think it's that or do you think once you get into certain sort of headspace you just start recognizing that more probably both yeah i think it, it, i it, i i do believe it's both like I, mean, I, don't I don't know really if do I'm right. I don't that. know if I'm wrong. Like, I, I really don't. I, don't. I don't have a problem with that answer. I do. I yeah. like, cause I think about that stuff too. And I'm like, is the universe sort of like nudging me and being like, Hey, you're on the right track. Gosh, or is I it like, know. I'm just in a certain headspace. And so I'm just recognizing that's, that's probably it. You know, um, it's very possible. I don't have I'm a problem with either one or both. Yeah. Like, I just sort of like go back and forth. Well,
1: I mean, in reality, like a lot of times I'm sure there's so many things that we just don't even pay attention to yeah. that just completely fly over our head. And you don't think anything of it, but it's there the whole time. It's just are you
0: recognizing yeah. it? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I we work together, uh, and your name's Evan. And <laughs> um. So I, I like because you're like you're on the podcast, and like you, you know we're like we're talking. I I would love for people to know more about you. So like, sure. Tell us about yourself. Whatever you want to share. Like you don't have to like do your whole life story, but yeah, well, whatever I, you think is important.
1: Gosh, I mean. So lately, and this will tie into what we talked about last time we keep referencing that, but like, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to do the best that I can in my day to day. You know, when you mentioned that you had this podcast and you essentially rebranded it and started focusing on, you know, being a good human, like, I, I can't tell you how much of a coincidence that was for me, too, because I'm just like, I'm I'm just trying to be as good of a human as I can be. And how can I do that? Like it's little things in my day to day that allow me to do that. Like exercise, eating healthy, like is small or as big as that might seem for some people. Like that helps me be a better person. Like if I don't work out, I'm a different person. I'm unfortunately a much worse person. And my girlfriend recognizes it. And Delaney starts to say things like (laughs) you should definitely work out. Like, I'm just like, I become like a I'm just very agitated about everything. I, I let those, stress get to me.
0: I get those comments from Cecilia too like if if like if there's extra stress at work uh, yeah. or whatever the case may be and I'm not like I'm not letting that out somewhere like this podcast or elsewhere. Yeah. I'll get little comments from Cecilia and be like, "Have you like do you need to, <laughs> you know, like just yeah. whatever it is." Um so yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah, I'm just a dude trying to be a dude like the best dude possible like yeah. I, I don't know, like there's a lot of things that I, I try and do, but it's it's tough to remain focused throughout all of that because we all go through our struggles. We all are suffering to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's extremes to it all, but we're all trying to do the best that we can. And that that's where I'm at. That's what I've been grappling with. and that's what I've been trying to to focus on is how can I be better each day? For me, my latest focus has been discipline in trying to wake up earlier uh, be more consistent. Um, you know, as many times as I get home and I'm like, I don't want to do shit. Like, I just want to play Fortnite all night. Like, yeah. yeah, there's times where I have to like, just ignore that. Cause mm-hmm. I'll feel better when I do whatever's necessary at that time, whether it's working out or not eating something that's not good for me at that time. You know, there's many different shapes. Those are the two examples that come to mind though, most frequently.
0: So, um, that's interesting to me because I, I, uh, I've thought a lot about to, uh, the idea like, um, oh man swinging all the way back to capitalism. Okay. Um, there's this, there's this idea that, uh, do it like putting yourself first is, um, selfish Uh, and so like taking time for yourself, you know, having hobbies or, or whatnot, uh, can be looked at as selfish, um, which I think is part of, it sounds counterintuitive, but I think it's related to the fact that we commoditize all of that stuff. Um, How so? Because like, if, if you're like, I'm going to take some time for myself and I'm like, you know, if I think in my head, I'm like, oh, you're selfish. Then like, I'm putting like a value on you taking time for yourself and I like I'm saying I know if you take time for yourself yeah, it's gonna yeah, make yeah. you feel better and like whatever and you could be doing this or that yeah otherwise like so what I'm doing is I'm saying like you exchanging your time for making sure you're healthy is not as valuable as you exchanging your time to do whatever else that I yeah. think you should be doing and so I'm commoditizing your free time yeah not just mine um and so I can see that um yeah. So we, we tend to like, look at, you know, like self love as being selfish. But, um, what I hear you say, I think what I hear you saying and like, what, what I think is important here is looking at how you're living and looking at your, to get businessy, looking at your margins and saying like, yeah. where do I have margin? Because like, I'm, I'm expending this energy here and I'm expending this energy here. Where am I like recharging? And do I have the extra margin to take on, like, whatever this is that I'm, like, looking at? Um, And I think being smart about it and and taking time for yourself to make sure that you're healthy, first and foremost, is important because if you don't do that, you're not going to be able to do a whole lot of good in the world um, because you're just going to be running on nothing.
1: We both just mentioned that we're introverts at, like, the beginning of this, too. like. I know myself well enough at this point that if I don't take that time for myself, I'm not going to be a pleasant person to be around, and that doesn't help anybody. Right,
0: and then you're just not going to be a good human. Yeah, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) Just bad, dude. You know what? Sorry, I I, like an an example of this. (laughs) Yesterday, this just happened yesterday. Okay. And I'm just now—I'm an asshole. Okay. I'm just going to say this right off the bat. I'm just now realizing, human, Josh. I'm just now realizing what happened. Okay, so Cecilia and I are, like, sitting in our apartment. I was, like, it was just sort of, like, a a lazy afternoon. Like, we had done some stuff and, um, like, gotten back. We had just taken a walk or something and gotten back, uh, which was very nice and relaxing, Um, which is going to be funny when I tell you the rest of the story. Okay. So we're getting back, and, like, so we're, like, sitting down, and um, I think it was – I don't remember what I was doing. I I think I was working, actually, on the podcast or something. I was just doing whatever, and so was she. And then all of a sudden our doorbell, which doesn't sound like a doorbell – from in here it's like a buzz it's like the worst just like spine chilling noise so it like goes off and usually you know what do you do with doorbells you ring them once one time you push the button yeah and then that's it whoever this was we found out later but whoever this was late just kept their finger on the buzzer the just okay. forever until we like buzzed them in to the building right which was a solid 30 seconds is at the very satan? least it was satan and he in. showed up and he was yeah. like hey i'm gonna be here tomorrow when you record the podcast <laughs> just so you know i won't get in the way i'm just gonna fuck things up a little bit yeah just a little bit. um it was the amazon delivery guy de- like just delivering a package a godsend, which actually. is like which is the most first world thing ever like oh the Amazon delivery guy was annoying when he brought me a thing to my doorstep like a servant you know like come on and I was like I, I don't know usually I don't get worked up about stuff like this yeah. and so I don't know what it is what it was in the moment but I was like and I like I didn't have a shirt on at the time I was like just like chilling in my uh, my like basketball shorts or whatever so I like had to run and grab a shirt so I like went and got a shirt and put it on and like rushed to the door Cause I like I was gonna come out the door and be like, dude, next time, like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> you know, and, and like I was very like perturbed on, <laughs> about this. And yeah. so he actually got out the main door before I got my shirt on, like, came to our door. So I didn't I didn't get to say anything to him, but I fully intended to. Yeah. And I'm just now realizing, I think in that moment, like, I was so focused on whatever I was doing, and I was like expending energy on whatever that was. That, like, I think I was just in that space where, like, I had very little margin left. And so whatever happened was going to just set me off. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that happened. And I was ready to, like, bite a dude's head off (laughs) for doing his job. And, yes, he could have not, like, just laid on our doorbell. But that's not the worst thing that's ever happened. That's also true. Dude, I literally had the thought, though, like, who's dying? because there's no reason to do this unless there's like an absolute emergency, but it was a long time. He doorbell.
1: an uncomfortable amount of time. It was,
0: Yeah, it was very, it's already an uncomfortable sound. And then it was just so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was just in that space where I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of margin at the moment. Um, I understand. So would you say like that sort of leads into like the question of the podcast, which is like, how do you be a good human? Like how, what does that look like? How do you do it? Um, I know we talked about this last time, too, uh, and people are going to get tired of hearing that. But like, um, so I'll ask you again, because I think you said you have a, a slightly either different answer or more I have robust more to answer. Add.
1: I hope it's more robust. Okay. And I've literally been thinking about this all day as I'm like driving here, as I'm just thinking about doing the podcast. I was like, what?
0: So you have an unfair advantage because you've you've been asked this question already. i asked this question. Uh, so yeah. now you're prepared. Yeah.
1: So. It doesn't mean that it's going to come out great, but anyways, <laughs> what I mentioned last time was that it's, it's in the moments that you be a good person or that you can be a good person. So being present, being mindful and as cliche as that sounds, if you, you you need to live in the moment, man. Like, no, you, you, you do because most of us don't have a chance to be a hero. We're not paramedics. We're not police officers. We're not firefighters. You're not going to like, seldom does it occur we're that not you're not, Batman. no, batman shit i'm i'm not superman either like that's
0: right
1: seldom does it occur though that you're like on a highway and you see a burning car and somebody's stuck in there and you you're like oh this is my moment and you like park your car yeah. smash the windows open and drag him out and hap- that person lives happily ever after like yeah that's rare like that doesn't happen frequently but it's those little moments where you're just talking to somebody you, you're listening you're attentive you're kind to that person you you just give them your time like there's many little things that you could say about that in which you are just it's it's in those moments though like there's so many different ways that you can be a good person there but to to add to that um how can you be like even better than that or how can you be a great human i think it's doing all of those same things while life is beating you down when you were struggling do you have the ability to be aware enough to to be kind to other people do you have the ability to be uh, listening to somebody even though your world is falling apart around you Yep. like that's not easy to do um, and I, I think that's how you can be even better but you know there's a, a story that I heard don't know if it's true don't even know where I heard it at but the story goes that there is this guy he goes into a convenience store and He had $10 in his wallet. He had lost his job, lost his family, but all he had was his dog, basically, and this $10. So he goes in there, and his plan was to buy a meal for himself and a meal for his dog, as well as a lottery ticket. He was trying to see if his luck was going to change. So... He goes in there, he 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 buys or he gets the food for himself, gets the food for his dog, and then the lottery ticket, and it turns out that it was going to be more than t- $10, and all he would have enough money for is either a meal for himself, or the dog, and the lottery ticket. Not sure why he's still trying to buy a lottery ticket <laughs> at this point, just buy the meal for yourself and your you, dog, but... You gotta,
0: you gotta keep the dream alive. Well,
1: we're gonna keep this going. So, what he ends up doing, though, in that moment, is he buys the meal for the dog and the lottery ticket, and apparently... He wins like a million dollars off of that that lottery ticket that he ended up buying so not only did he provide for his dog he ended up winning a shit ton yeah. of money to yeah. help him provide for himself but i think it's it's the little things like that just smile to people hold the door open for him like just be kind like tip your waiter well like do the little things that you can to to make somebody stay better like you know we meant <laughs> not to be super redundant at this point, but like we mentioned last time, like there's been so many moments that I've had where somebody just straight up listened to me. Like, how are you? And like, that is literally a greeting that we have here. Mm -hmm. But that person genuinely meant it. Like, how are you? Like, truly. And I was like, "I'm, I'm good. How are you? And they're like, no, like, you didn't really answer that question. You kind of just threw that aside. Like, how are you? So for me, that meant the world. I ended up laying a lot on that person at that time, but they were completely just open to it. And they were like, thanks for sharing. Like it was something small, but it changed my day so much for the better at that point in time. And I think those are the, the little things that you can do to be a good human. And that's I, the majority of our days.
0: I love that answer. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember where I heard it, but like, it basically like living sort of like moment to moment and just like, doing the the good thing in that moment mm-hmm. um, somewhere i heard the thing it's like it you know there's really not a ton to like you, there's always the big decisions and the big like of course life moments but there's like in the day to day there's not a ton to figure out it's just a matter of like doing the next right thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then after that you do the next right thing uh, and i think that's essentially what you're talking about is just it is, you know, like you don't have to like wake up in the morning and be like, "I'm gonna go rescue a baby today." Yeah, or you know, like save no, a bus full of kittens. Most of us don't get, like you were saying, that we'll never have that opportunity. No, um, whether we would or would not in that moment, we just won't have that opportunity. That's just not how life works. But I think, and it, it's just so much more accessible. I think too to think about it in terms like that. Like just do the next, just do the next thing. Are you and present then,
1: enough to do the best thing? to the best of your ability at that point in time. Right.
0: I think it's a great answer. I like that answer. Um, well, man, I th- I think we did it. Did we? you feel good about this one?
1: I don't know if I feel Everything as good as the last good. time. Everything looks is good. Is our
0: audio good? I think Listen, the listeners will tell us if it is or not. Okay. Um, I'm nervous. So, uh, like, before we totally wrap up, um, is there anything is there anything else you feel like is important that we didn't get to or that you wanted to mention, uh, or just like anything else that's been on your mind or I just want to make sure you like, you feel like we had a full, like good conversation.
1: I want to do it again.
0: We can definitely do it again. We have a lot more to talk about. Um, or you mean record this episode again? (laughs) (laughs) That I don't, I don't think we can do that. That's Um, okay. But, uh, I I definitely I was gonna say like I I definitely want to have you come back and like we, there's a lot more for us to talk about I think
1: there's um, so much
0: like like we I I think we could spend an entire episode talking about capitalism um I I think I need to read that book first
1: um because I think I <laughs> that probably way you can say that you read the book and then this is what yeah led you to believe
0: I think I probably have said everything I have to say on it at the at least at the moment until I read that book um but you know there's that and then uh. Uh, man, I don't know everything else. We didn't even get to politics this time around, uh, which we talked about last time and the drone strike program and terrorism, um, and all that stuff. So there's definitely more to explore, uh, the next time you're here. But, um, dude, I, I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Um, and I, like, I know it's a little bit of a drive for you, so I appreciate you coming out and, and, uh, like making time for it. Thank you. Um, cool. Keep
1: doing what you're doing, Josh. This is awesome.
0: Thanks. Um, I appreciate that. I, dude, I was just saying to a buddy, um, my, my buddy Stuart, who has been on the podcast. He also has a podcast, um, called not your mother's bot podcast. Uh, and it's good stuff. He's doing good work too. Um, and, uh, he actually just texted me yesterday and he was like, Hey, you know, caught the latest episode is really good. And, um, so we're talking about it a little bit, but I told him <clears throat> like it, it means a lot. So I'm, I'm saying this because it means a lot to hear you say that. I really appreciate it. Um, but I told him like when you create a thing and you're like really proud of it and then you just sort of send it out into the void of the internet. um, It's really hard to know if it's, it's connecting at all with anyone um, or if it's doing any good. Like I, you know, I, which is what I want it to do. um, But just the nature of the internet is that most people don't like say anything Um, and it could be connecting. You just never know. Um, So it, it really means a ton when anybody is like, Hey, you know, you said this, or like whatever, or just interacts with it in any way. Like yeah. even if somebody's like, I don't agree with this, and I at need to tell you how, how it actually is. Listening. Yeah, at least at least uh, you know there's the assurance that like it's it's connecting in some way. Um, so I appreciate it. Yeah, that's nice. No um, I'm also gonna say. Um, so I know uh, a couple episodes ago, I said um, I want to highlight a good human of the week and a cause of the week. Um, and last episode, I did not do that this episode. I'm not doing it, but, but it's because, um, these episodes, I want to make sure that we're like the understanding is Evan, that if you're, if I have you on the podcast, I consider you to be a good human. Oh gosh, um, and so terrifying at the same time. <laughs> that's a lot of responsibility. Oh, to, man. Now, now you've been labeled uh, as a good human. You have to go out into the world and just live up to that. Yeah. Um, but so I like, I, I don't want to take any focus off of the people that we have on the podcast. Um, the guests that I have on. Uh, cause I think you are a good human. I think you're, you're doing you. it. You're living it. Um, we'll and so, um, yeah. So I, like, I want our audience to know that like you're here because I think you are a good human. So you are not only on the podcast, but you're our good human of the week, human of the week as well. Um, Thank so Yeah. You. So, yeah, that's what we got going on. Uh, Stickers are still inbound. Get Um, your stickers, everybody. It's not going to be eight weeks, like I said on the last episode. It's going to be... I should have them in hand by June 19th. So that could change. Um, So I'll make a way between now and then for people to order them. Um, They're going to be $1 um, is what we decided on. And I'm excited. I haven't seen them yet, like, actually physically. So I hope they turned out well. Uh, but I ordered two different kinds, so there will be two different kinds available. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that, too, um, and maybe some other stuff in the future. So, um, yeah, what Evan said, get your stickers. Uh, all right, that's. I think that's going to do it for us. Um, I think... I think everything worked out this time around. I think we got the setup finally figured out. So hopefully it sounds okay uh to you listeners. Listeners, um, I'd love to talk to you too. So um if you know somebody who is a good human that, that you feel like we should talk to, uh hit us up on the website, it's goodhumanspod.com um or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash good Um, I don't fuck with Twitter. It's I just hate it. Um Twitter so sucks. don't worry about Twitter. I am on Instagram, um, I am J-O-B-A-N underscore G-H, Jobin, G-H, for good humans, (laughs) Um, so you can hit me up there too if you want, Um, and uh, I have an email, it's uh, goodhumanspod at gmail.com, so literally no excuse to reach out if you want to reach (laughs) out, there's any, every way imagine. Slide right into the DMs. That's right. Um, so yeah, if you want to talk or if you have somebody that you feel like, uh, we should talk to you, um, because they are a good human hit us up. Or if you have a good human of the week for me, uh, or a cause of the week, um, all that's great. So hit us up. Um, thank you for listening until next time. Be good to each other.